So let's start nice and fresh. My name is Sean. I'm Sean from Momentum, owner and director and also head exercise physiologist. And here I have with myself Ching, who's our newest team member, future personal trainer, and also the most shredded person who's ever <laughs> stepped foot into this <laughs> clinic. So would you like to introduce yourself, Ching? All right. Well, hi, I'm Ching. Yeah. So basically, I don't know. Dancer, Pete, no, aspiring PT, should I say? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for that. And that's the episode. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, just letting you know when you talk, just come a little bit closer. Sure. But today, I literally just want it to be the easiest thing ever. I want everyone to get to know Ching and um, also I want to introduce himself. And as time goes by, we're going to be teaching him and also saying that he's going to be teaching you as he gets smarter and smarter every single week. So today we're just focusing on who is Ching, what does Ching do, and how can we help you, okay? So Ching, you said you're a dancer. We mm-hmm. want to find more about you. Uh, tell us about your dancing experience. That's all. Oh, dance experience. So basically... um yeah, been dancing professionally for about nine plus years. I've also been a teacher for um, that amount as well. So, yeah, it's been a long, a long journey. But yeah, it's I don't know what else to say. Yeah, what got you into dancing? Because I mean, when I was growing up, dancing was the last thing I'd ever do. The first thing was basketball and rugby and soccer. How do you get into dance? It's not exactly the most typical thing that is easy to do. To be honest, you got served, actually. <laughs> you got served, actually, started me um, dancing, to be honest. When it first came out, I just could not stop watching it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. who couldn't get over, like, Omarion? I still remember that first move when they do in the first dance, I think it was, and it was the Puppet Master. And I was like, damn it, that looks so cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, look, that, I still remember <laughs> oh, it. Boy. It still traumatizes me to watch it. And I was like, so is this cool. real? I actually, I couldn't. I was like, is this a real thing or is it just like Hollywood? This is just all Hollywood. So it's a real thing, right? Oh, it's a real thing. It's definitely that that whole movie has its... Is, it, oh my God, it is real life. Okay, yeah. cool. Nice to know. Yeah. Um, I can vouch for this. When I first started um, dating my now wife, um, went to one of these fringe show festivals, which is like a festival that happens in our city of Perth and around Australia. And... Um, Nancy goes, hey, look, come to one of my shows, or my friend's shows. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll be sit down and watch it. I was wrong. It was literally <laughs> the setting of you got served, <laughs> step up to the streets, everything combined. Yeah, yep, oh. yep, yep. I'm glad that you got to experience that, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I really have. laughs> so let's go into it. So you watch You Got Served, and how did you find your first place to start dancing? Uh, it was actually a friend um, that just said, hey, join this crew or join this people, and to start dancing i'm like okay cool and then that's that's literally how it happened just and you like, stuck with it for nine years yeah that's it yeah it just started with one session and then ended up being my whole life <laughs> tell me about the very first thing that you did that was very like i'm a dancer now what solidified you as a dancer and for powerlifters it's always the first powerlifting comp for bodybuilders it's the first bodybuilding comp what solidifies you as a dancer yeah, I'd say the same thing. So I'd say about the the competition was the um I guess like the the start of the professional dancing in that sense. Yeah. yeah. So dancing um or comp should I say, and also teaching as well. Yeah. I think that. So yeah. let's go through your competitive career, hey. Mm-hmm. So when was your first competition from the day that you first stepped into your first studio, practicing and learning? That would be in two thousand and twelve. 
How many years is that before you started competing? Um, oh, actually, no. So I started training in, I think, 2011. Mm-hmm. And then first comp was in 2012. So one year. Yeah. There's some groundwork to be done. That's cool. Yeah. How'd it go? I would say it was oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. For the remem- first comp, it was not too bad. Can you remember anything out of it? I remember that we got, was it, I think it was most favorable crew or like yep. a starter beginner crew. That's cool. So <laughs> we got that award, so we can't complain about that. And then can you tell me about like the peak of your career then? The peak of my career would probably be actually getting a, a bid to go to America to mm-hmm. compete. Basically. That was Vegas, right? Yeah, it was Vegas, yeah. Awesome. And tell me about that whole prep leading into it. Uh, the whole prep, it was insane because um, we had to diet down as well. We had to make sure that we were physically fit as well as trying to deal with rehearsal times, everything like that, work-wise, everything. <laughs> yeah. well, that's good to hear. Um, it sounds like your first bodybuilding comp, but we're going to go through that later on. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I still can't wrap my head around it. So when you were, obviously I know a lot about the story because Nancy was also a part of it. So I love asking her about it because I mm. love learning about people's experiences. Um, but did you still dance after that competition in Vegas when, what did you guys come like 12th? We came, I think 14th. Out 14th. Yeah. Out of like 50? 53, I think it was. Holy, and that was the yeah. debut. That yeah. was the first time an Australian crew got into Worlds, right? I think so, yes. That is crazy. That's awesome. And obviously, like, the people who probably came first were people who've done it multiple times, right? For sure. (laughs) So, after the competition, did you still keep dancing? I did, yes. So, back uh, after, yeah, that comp, we started teaching as well and competed in another crew after that which was those guys, which is good, yeah. which is awesome. So I'm just going to get you to come a little bit closer yep, to the sorry. mic. Yeah, nice and loud. Don't nice be shy. We can stare into each other's eyes. And then my wife's going to be like, hey, Sean, stop flirting. <laughs> so how many years – did you do any more competitions after Vegas? Cause yeah, I did actually, yeah. Um, I went to Florida actually to what? compete again. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you go there? Yeah. Actually did really well. Uh, we came – what did we come on? Third, I think it was. Yeah, third, yeah. Very. <laughs> there we are. Nancy said, "Stop flirting." <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. You're not predictable at all. <laughs> Just joking. Um. So, so it's pretty cool how you got to do this one sport, hmm. and it's taking you to so many places. Do you find that it was hard to keep continuing on afterwards? Because athletes don't. Well, athletes know this. Some athletes and some people just don't understand it. But the body can't keep going at a high level. Yeah. So when did you start going, oh my gosh, like something's changing in me to keep competing? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I think not necessarily my body in that sense. I think I kind of just, life got the better for me, to be honest. Do you think it was the mind as well? Like to be a competitive spirit, it's hard. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. Like you have to have some sort of mindset in order to keep continuing on. Yeah, I'd say keep dedicated and everything like that. Um which I think now has lessened my dedication to dance and has progressed into other things now. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, 
I've competed in a few things. So basketball was my first sport that I've ever mm. done, and I love that. But then after a while, I'm like, ugh, I can't keep going because my body's sore. Yeah. And then I started going to the gym, like yourself. Yeah. And um, that started to replace my basketball. And then I was like, how do I compete in the sport of lifting some sort of weights? And then I found bodybuilding. So kind of going down that path and I went to powerlifting mm. and so forth and so forth. So when you stopped dancing, how did it feel? Felt different. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely felt different. Um, yeah, I just didn't have something to go on, I guess, to do something um, other than work, of course, and studying. Felt different. Yeah. Felt different, yeah. I always say that, like, it's kind of like a ident- identity crisis. Yeah. You okay. lose a bit of yourself, don't you? Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's why I um I say this because when I stopped playing basketball, I kind of felt like I lost a bit of identity. Mm. Then I found the gym, and I was like, "This gym is this is the new me now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for yourself, did you find? How did you find the gym? How did I find the gym? I actually started with my cousins. <laughs> so yeah, started with my cousins. Yeah, they got me into the gym. Well. Backyard gym, should I say? Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. You get your chin right okay, next to it. Okay. No, you gotta. <laughs> you gotta. Your, your audio won't come up, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So basically, my cousins got me into the gym as much as I can. Um, yeah, which was kind of our social interaction time in that mm-hmm. sense. Like we got to chill, we got to actually work out, um, and just talk. <laughs> talk basically but yeah that's how i started and then just progressed into the gym myself with a couple of friends during uni times that's how it kind of progressed mm. and then yeah just never stopped oh i love the first time i went to the gym like i went to i'm not sure if you remember or you should remember because it's still there yeah. um jets fitness which is like the local first 24 7 gym that you ever had right yeah. and i remember i used to work at hungry jacks guys at 14 bucks an hour, I'd save all my money for my first paycheck for two things. The yeah. first one was my one-year membership. It cost me $389. And I remember that because it used to cost, I was like, wow, that's like $1.20 per day. That's amazing. If I go three times a week, it's like three bucks. Yeah. Not now. Then, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> and then the next thing after that was I bought a bag of protein. Oh, that was the best day of my life. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be instant gains. <laughs> <laughs> that was me in pre-workout, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack 3D, have you had that? Yes. Oh, man, that was yes. messy. That's basically drugs in a bottle. Oh, but that was amazing. Well, that's also why they don't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So now we're talking about you going into the gym, and obviously you, you got a lot of benefit out of it. I mean, like, look at you. You did your competition last, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You looked great. Yeah. And you look like you've got your new passion in, in line with training and life as well. From here, basically, what did it kind of lead you to with this gym training without you knowing? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I have no clue. It just led me to want to pursue like personal training as well. Because, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Um, I'll share a little bit of something about you. I don't know if you know this. But essentially, when I was going through high school and then going through towards uni, I said to myself that I really want to be able to push myself, but I can't play basketball anymore. And that was my most competitive place. Yeah. Then when I went to the gym, I was like, oh, this is my new competitive place. 
And then I said to myself, if I can commit to this, I should be able to commit to anything in life. So when I started doing that, it started transferring to all aspects of life. I had a new perspective on like university, on work, on my career. And I said, everything is just one rep at a time. And maybe people don't listen to things like this. And uh, maybe people don't even like consume the the media kind of like I did back in the day. Mm -hmm. But there was a bodybuilder who, who trained like literally four days per week, one hour before he went to work. Then after he went to work and then he came home and he wouldn't have to train again. It was just the fact that he had to make sure he was on his point with his nutrition, looked after his family, yeah. repeat the same thing, and then Saturday and Sunday he'd rest. Yeah. And I said to myself, so if this guy can get his life together with training, lifestyle, career, sure. why couldn't I? Yeah. Do you think that something like bodybuilding or even just going to the gym in general kind of helped you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. I agree. <laughs> 100% with that. Um yeah, it's something that I've fitted into my routine, my lifestyle and everything like that. And yeah, it's just worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's probably honestly like one of the reasons why I tell people like if you can't get like the gym part going, um, everything else starts to fall out of place. So what I want to really share about with today's um, little podcast is more so about you. Mm-hmm. And you said yourself that you wanted to become a personal trainer. Tell us, well, the first reason why you want to become a personal trainer or why you're aspiring to become one. Um, I guess when I, wa- I guess like what I wanted to start being a personal trainer is actually wanted to show people or even like just make or not make, but yeah, show people the value of the gym and value of fitness without uh, within their routine and lifestyles like that. Just something good. Yeah. That comes out of it. Well, what was the best thing that you got out of it from training? Like we talked about a little bit before, but what do you think is the best thing that you got out of training that you've transferred into your real life? The, I'd say the dedication. It's like that's what I got out of the most is because I was dedicated to the gym. I was on and off at points in time, but of course, like just going, like it's always been something that's been in my lifestyle for years and years. Mm. But yeah making myself want to look good that's all (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's nothing wrong with that i truly think that if you can look after yourself then you can look after other people really well within obviously balance and everything um what's the second reason why you became a personal trainer too or why what's kind of fascinated you towards this end of it second i know you have notes by the way you feel free to open those notes (laughs) yeah we always like to make sure that we have show notes and we're prepared oh right yeah Second one. So, uh, second one is I love seeing the journey or the progress. Mm. Love seeing it because what I've noticed in myself is that I tend to focus on the like the main one goal at the very end of the line, but then I also look back to the journey and I just remember everything that kind of progressed through, which was yeah, it, it's it gives you a bit of I guess like a morale booster when you're looking back at your journey and stuff and how much you've progressed throughout the whole let's say if you had a 12 week period yeah that whole 12 weeks well needless to say that means you were tracking everything right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i was tracking everything i was um having pictures and videos and stuff Mm. like that so just looking back at that and like seeing the progress throughout it all was just yeah it was nice. It's a powerful tool to make sure you, you search this up uh, because what I've been telling a lot of the people who train here is 
Start taking journey pictures. Start taking journey videos. Start tracking this journey that you're going on. Yeah. Because if you don't, and you don't seek those small little wins, you will get bored. You will get stuck. You will ask yourself, am I even making progress? Yeah. So for injuries, what we tell people is like, even if you change one degree in movement in your shoulder that you just broke, you should be happy. If you took one extra step because your knee is broken, you've done an ACL, you should be happy. Yeah. If you lift an extra rep on your third set of 10 mm. and you've done 11 on your third set because it was planned by that way. <laughs> yeah. And it was 75 kilos before you hit 77. You should be very happy with that kind of stuff. So I'm glad to see that we have someone like yourself on board knowing that the journey itself is really important because if mm. you don't track it, you just, ugh. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. I have, I have to ask this question then. Well, Do you and your cousin still lift? Well, <laughs> no, I would say not. Yeah, we have not lifted since uh, since 2011, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. That's all right, that's all right. When I first went to the gym, I went with like um, like seven friends and we had like mini competitions and everything. Mm. And um, basically, as far as I know, I think I'm still the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the exact same. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong, um, I understand that everyone's lifestyle changes, but I think physical activity and investment in your health is, is very important, but mm. I'm biased because... I did study for six years about why exercise is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to exercise. You don't need to study six years to do that. Tell us about your last and your third reason why you want to become a personal trainer. So first of all, yeah. you had, was it the dedication and teaching people? Yeah. So we had, the first one was the value of the gym, yeah. um, which was definitely a good one. Um, second one was the progress and the journey. And then our third one is basically like, I just want to extend the knowledge of mm. um in terms of like technique, form and everything like that, I want to extend that to others so then they don't uh, ego lift or um, become injured in the gym <laughs> by doing something wrong. That's what I don't want happening. <laughs> it's, it's like as if you're reading my mind. Like I tell people that I'm teaching people from my mistakes. Like don't get me wrong. I've made some good things along the way, but I've made twice as many mistakes. I'm like, please don't make this mistake like yes, I did. Yes, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, we do not want that happening, please. <laughs> I think I think we should do another podcast on that. Like, what are five Ooh. things I wish I knew when I first started? Because that would be a good one, actually. I oh hell yeah! One. Oh, I've yeah. made so many mistakes. Ching, you have no idea. Mm. Yeah, give me yes. one on the top of your head. Oh, mine was trying to be an ego lifter and lifting more weight than I probably should have. Tell me about this. What is it? Oh, uh, I would say trying to lift back then which was probably my strongest at the moment was lifting like 25 kilo dumbbells for a shoulder press when i shouldn't have and i wasn't warm enough so you didn't warm up stuck. no i did not it's I just had, like oh, i'm gonna go straight in yeah, raw to 25s. Like, i'll do a 10 kilo dumbbell rep one rep or something like that just warm quick warm and then go straight 25s Stupid me. That's how it is. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I've made many mistakes like that. I think the biggest one that I made was um, trying to deadlift like 190 kilos without actually doing any deadlifts for like six or seven months. And don't get me wrong. Like it was easy when I did it. I'm not trying to actually, you know I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to justify me. I screwed up. I did lift it though, oh, <laughs> but good. I hurt myself on the process too. Yeah. And once again, ego lifting, not going with the plan, not being beneficial. And we want to honestly teach you guys not to be like us, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. 
Well, now that we know who you are, you used to be a dancer. You want to be a personal trainer for three reasons to, you know, to find the, you know, the reason why the gym is so important to teach people about the journey to, you know, make sure you can teach and pass on your knowledge. What's the future goals for yourself now, Ching, in regards to your training? To my training, basically just get a little bit more stronger. Still try to be lean as possible as I can, especially for summer. We want to be summer shredded, that's for sure. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> um, but also to be um, to start prepping for my next competition, which will be next year, same time next year, basically. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, guys, we're going to leave it there. That's um, My name is Sean from Momentum. We're going to leave it there because you're going to see plenty of Ching. Trust me, you're going to see Ching all over the medias because he's got a really good um, knowledge base. He's a very passionate person, and he definitely wants to be able to teach people all these things that you know maybe you haven't made the mistakes of yet. Maybe the mistakes that you don't need to make, okay? Because honestly, that's what we try and do. We try and teach us from our yeah. mistakes, not from just because we know so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We know so much because we've made those mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and we so, learned. <laughs> all right. So if you want to follow Ching, please go into Instagram. It's Ching Fitness. That's C-H-I-N-G Fitness. If you don't know what it is and you're following me, just send me a DM on either Instagram and I'll send you the tag. Um, guys, thank you once again, Ching. Yeah, thank, thank you for... You. Uh, overcoming your fears of speaking you've done really well oh i'm trying i'm trying i'm really trying don't worry don't worry about it okay (laughs) all right everybody thank you for your time have a great day and we will see you soon thanks guys bye keep building momentum